welcome wrestling fans to the uneducated wrestling chat. This is the UWC. This is Magnum JA, your United States champion. And we are here to talk about wrestling. Joining me, my co-hosts, first from Auckland, New Zealand, weighing 207 pounds, this is Mikey Mayhem. Woo! Welcome, UWC Nation, to our first episode. Our next co-host from Parts Unknown, weighing 420 pounds, ladies and gentlemen, Mavid Deltzer. Hello, hello, hello. All right. going to do a Dave Meltzer voice. <laughs> no, that's I legit. don't know. It was just like, I was just like, fuck it. Zero stars. <laughs> All right, wrestling fans. Zero stars. All right, wrestling fans. Our first episode of the UWC. We will review NXT War Games. Not TakeOver anymore. NXT War Games. We've got to remember not to say TakeOver. Yeah, the black and gold is no more. We are watching, and this is my hot take. We're a minute in, and here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first pay-per-view of Shawn Michaels' intermediate Thursday class. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, we're going there straight away. I had to. I'm muck around. And, yep, I would agree with that because in this pay-per-view, you got... A hell of a lot of hello. My name is promos all through this whole. Oh my, oh my gosh, those were so the, brutal. The amount of promo I wrote that in my notes. I was like, in between every match, there's like five promos. It's unbelievable. Yes. Oh, it's like watching an episode of Raw or something. Dude, the 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 jacket the jacket guy. No, don't even talk. No, do not give him any. Promo on this. Who approved that? Uh, it's bordering. I mean, if he wasn't saying the words that he's been given, obviously, that is borderline racist, man. It is. <laughs> it is so bad. Oh, it's just no, no. If this is what NXT 2.0 is, this is why I tuned out after the first half of NXT 2.0 episode one. I as soon as Braun Breaker I- pinned. Uh, LA night. I changed the channel. See, this is what I'm saying. Oh my Does God. this pay-per-view make us want to go and watch NXT? Now, listen, I tweeted and I said, I learned three things from this, uh, pay-per-view. One of them was that I need to watch more NXT 2.0. That wasn't because I think it's good. That's because I didn't know who half these people were because I haven't been watching it. So I'm just going to clarify. Except for Rick Steiner's son. Yeah, who looks more like Scott Steiner's son. Don't call him Steiner. Sorry, Breaker. (laughs) Rick Steiner is what I'm going to call him. The big bad booty nephew. There you go. Hey, I will say though, on the NXT before this pay-per-view, when he did the double bicep click, I marked out. And I only watched that episode in the lead up to this pay-per-view. So anyway, it did me no favors. Um. The one more of that, that daddy's girl promo. What the hell was that? It's like, Oh, I saw that on NXT the week before and uh, I already hate that character. I watched this and I was like, are you going the Paris Hilton Royal from yep. like nineties? Or are you going like spoiled rich kid going to do porn 
from the 90s? Like, which way are we going here? I'm going to go with the first one, but I will say my wife saw that promo and she was like, nope, <laughs> that's not going to work at all. And I was like, it's a bit Eva Marie or something. I don't know. I was getting it's, some No, it, it's worse than Eva Marie. At least Eva Marie, had, Eva Marie had cool red hair. This oh, the first just, time. This chick's just a generic chick going, I've got daddy issues, I've got money, and hey, presto, I'm Tiffany, Tiffany Stratton is who we're talking about. Uh, I hate the line where she says, my daddy said I could be anything, so I want to be an NXT wrestler. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that continues, that continues on today's NXT. They showed another one of those promos. Oh, yes, I watched NXT. For the Did last time, advance? I read the results. Well, only the results about Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's let's get to the wrestling with our first match. The show opens, the main card opens with War Games. Cora Jade, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, and Raquel Gonzalez defeated Dakota Kai in Toxic Attraction when Cora Jade pinned, was it JC Jane? Yeah. At 31 minutes and 22 seconds of uh, thoughts. Oh. I'm going to go to the Mr. Zero stars, Maven Deltzer. What did you think of the women's war games match? This match was weak source against no stars. Um, <laughs> Don't you give everything zero stars? Cause you are Maeve, not Dave. Well, I give this match zero stars. Um, so a couple of things. Uh, Team toxic looks cool. First time seeing them. Uh, the core check looks across between Happy Bailey and uh, and uh, Darby Allen trying to skateboard down. Her injury was silly. And what was Mandy Rose's last thing on the main roster before she went back to NXT? Um, was she was she team with Dana Brooke? I can't remember, but. She came out with the, the Team Toxic, and I was like, hey, it's Mandy Rose. Yeah, that... I can't remember what you did on the main roster to go back to NXT. And I'm like, shit. She just showed up, and it's like, oh, and she's got dark hair now. And she's got a stable. <laughs> it was... It was... Uh, I didn't like... I didn't like the jump off the top of the, the gauge. Or the top of the, the... Through the table. I didn't like that spot. Yeah, I don't know if that was intended to look like, I mean, obviously they worked that shoulder injury in, which was ridiculous, but I, there wasn't a lot that I liked. Uh, Mayhem, you got a, you got an opinion on this one? It had Dakota Kai. So it gets points for that hometown girl. We love Dakota Kai. Uh, Okay. So one question I had, because I've been tuned out of NXT for a little while. When did Raquel Gonzalez become a face? Unknown. <laughs> Unknown. Okay. All right. Because that seemed weird to me that she was on that team. Um, I have never liked Mandy Rose since Tough Enough. I hated her on the main roster. Uh, she's brunette now. Oh, so I think I think Raquel Gonzalez went face when Dakota Kai kicked her in the face and tried to take her title. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that makes it. sense. That does ring a bell. All right. See? Repressed memories. Anyway, and I do love Dakota Kai. Uh, so, no, I I liked Toxic Attraction. I had seen them briefly on NXT when I skipped through it. 
uh, and didn't think I would, but I actually did. Uh, I liked Gigi Dolan. JC Jane was fine too. Mandy Rose seems to be, I know she's the NXT Women's Champion, but I feel like she's the weakest of the three. And that's probably just from this past, just like I have of her, I guess. Uh, Cora Jade, the youngest woman to ever enter a War Games match, in case you didn't hear that five times through the match. And sat in a corner for half the match. Yeah, well, she took that pretty impressive bump. Give her that. No. That was a, no, <laughs> that was a good bump. Um, no. But yeah, it, it did the old Raw Rumble trick where you do something big and then you sit out the rest of the match. Uh, giving her the pin, I thought, was sort of like, okay, this is what you get for taking that bump. You get the reward. But it was a pretty weak ending to the whole thing. Um, I have some notes. Uh, first, I thought Cora Jade fell off her skateboard on her entrance when she did her Darby Allen thing, like like uh, Maeve said there. Uh, now, I hate overselling so much. And Kaylee Ray bit of an overseller i hate when you just get slapped or hit on the back and then you go floundering around the ring it's, it's ridiculous and it doesn't put over wrestling as anything legitimate it just looks extremely fake so i hated that um i really like Gigi dolan as i said um i love that from her entrance onwards basically everybody brings in something with them to the ring she brought trash cans they get some good use um I like Io Shirai, so that was nice in the match. She got a few good spots in there. Uh, the Gigi elbow to Cora's face looked really good. Uh, that was a bit later in the match. And Cora's hurricane runner between the rings. Kind of dug that. It looked a bit awkward because there's no space, obviously, in between those two sets of ropes. But nicely pulled off. Um, JCJ with the table, yeah, I like I like them as a tag team, I guess. Um, here, Shirai gets a, a good lot of offense and starts owning everybody for a little while. I'm not going to go through the whole match. I'm just trying to go through my notes here. Um, when Cora did the move from the top, went through the table, got a good reaction from the crowd. I don't know why so, you didn't like that bump, uh, Maeve. Because as she landed, the table split. And yeah. it was barely any contact, and it split. And I was like, you cut that table. So you think it was a gimmicked table? They're oh, pretty thin tables as it is. It's yes. not like New Japan. Okay. Yes. Um, and then with the gimmick table, she was all like, oh, my arm, and then sat in a corner because she couldn't go on the ground because there's a big cage. Okay, hang on. Now I've got a question. What did you think of Io Shirai? Popping her dislocated shoulder back in, um, Cora's dislocated shoulder back in. I say dislocated with air quotes. What did you think of that little thing? It's Eero Shirai. It's fine. That okay. was so ridiculous. And it wasn't even like, the selling wasn't even worth it. It was like, I'm going to pull your arm up. I'm going to pull your arm Like, when you think about like, lethal weapon, you know, Mel Gibson's like having to hit his arm up against the wall or something. And this was just like, I'm pulling your arm up, I'm pulling your arm up, and I'm pulling a little more. And she's like, oh, 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 my shoulder's better. Well, that's the right way to do it, though, right? I don't know. Nah. You're not going to slam uh, her up against Shayna Baszler the Shayna Baszler just slamming yeah. against the post. I dislocated yeah, my knee good. a couple of times, and I put it back in by punching it. So I'm not the expert on this. 
<laughs> okay. I liked it enough. I thought it was, yeah, like a bit of an, again, like an oversell, I guess. But I don't know. It was a nice little spot. Um, the girls really love trash cans. Um, Dakota and Gigi holding the door shut and then Raquel having to get the fire extinguisher. I guess you have to have a fire extinguisher in here somewhere. So you might as well have it there. Um, yeah. I don't she kind of botched I, that, by the way. Oh, there are a lot of botches tonight <laughs> in the War Games matches. We'll get to the best one later in the last match. Oh, boy. Um, and we've talked about it offline briefly today, um, me and uh, Magnum there. It was all right, the first match. Um, wasn't my least favorite of the night, so good enough. For me, it was a spot fest. You could tell, like... For, it's war games. Well, it's war games, but it's like, if it was a real world, real world situation... I'm going to beat the shit out of you and incapacitate you. And there was a lot of rest holds and there was a lot of waiting for entrances. And you could tell Dakota Kai was trying to take the lead and kind of keep everybody moving. Like Dakota Kai is, was the best part of this match for me because she just seemed to be the most seasoned and realistic about everything. But it just seemed like, totally. wait for this guy to, per this, this girl to come in waiting for this hold on to the cage door. And even though you can see that this girl's got a fire extinguisher in her hand, keep holding and looking at her. <laughs> yeah. The, right. the dislocated shoulder Jeez. thing was ridiculous. And the ending just sort of seemed like, wait, what? I mean, there's no big ending. It was just like the a roll up, the, the mm -hmm. most, the least popular member of toxic attraction takes the, Pin to little AJ Jr. Darby Jr. Darby and AJ Jr. Mm. She doesn't remind you of AJ Lee? Oh, well, she sort of does now. Hey. When you say that, because I thought she reminded me of Bailey, like Happy Smiley Bailey from old NXT. But no, yeah, AJ Lee slash with Darby Allen. I love and AJ Lee, so I'm not going to say. Throw in Kylie Ray, the smiley Kylie Ray. I mean, nothing against AJ, but that's. What she, that's the vibe I got off her was AJ Jr. with a little skateboard. Right on. Okay. So well, that was the women's War Games match. Moving on. Um, Imperium. Oh, hang on. There's like 17 promos before. Um, oh, you want to, you really want to go there? Promo. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, nah, not really. Because we've already talked about Tiffany Stratton. There was a Boa one. There was an MSK one. Man, I hate those promos. The whole Shaman thing. Hey, and uh, Maeve, did you see who the Shaman ended up being on NXT today? Today? No. Who yeah. did you hope it was? I didn't really care, to be quite honest. I, everybody hoped it was Rob Van Dam, but it ended up being Matt Riddle. Oh. Matt Riddle, the Raw Tag Team Champion, Yeah. who is now it's... apparently going to also be on NXT. So they're just copying the gimmick now that they had an impact, yeah? Basically, the, with a little bit of treehouse smoking four twenty. Yeah, with a little bit of PG filter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I hate those. Um. All right, we can. Oh, then there was the Team Black and Gold locker room promo. Want to say one thing? So Team Black and Gold, right? <laughs> I have one thing to say about that too. Go. Okay. First, my thing is LA Knight 
you know that on Sesame Street where it's like one of these things doesn't yes. belong here? Yeah. <laughs> That's LA Knight, man. Because that one, he's thing. been in NXT for like, what, a month? Yes. And he's supposed to be one of the OGs? It's like, yes, you came in on the yes. black and gold. I understand that. But no, you're not Johnny Gargano. You're not Tommaso Ciampa. Come on. It, it just you're not the Bruiserweight. You're not the Bruiserweight, which is still one of the best nicknames ever. Um, no, it just did not. I mean, we'll get to it anyway. I didn't hate his performance, but it, it just didn't fit for me. So anyway, then we go on to the next match, which is uh, Imperium. Imperium defeated Kyle O'Reilly and Vaughn Kyle O'Reilly and Vaughn Wagner by pinfall at 14 minutes and 53 seconds. Did anyone think this was going to be would be any other result other than Imperium retaining with what we know about Kyle O'Reilly? No. I didn't know because I didn't know who Imperium was and I Dude. didn't know Kyle O'Reilly was leaving. Possibly leaving, who knows. Um <laughs> So, this was my match of the night. Easily my match of the night. And Fabian Eichner is my MVP of the night. That dude rocked in this match. Who was your least valuable player in this match? In this match? Yeah. That was a softball for you to say Von Wagner. (laughs) I know, right? Like, come on. Um, I didn't hate Von Wagner, though as much as some people on Twitter seem to be hating on him after that. He was just the the big dude with the power moves, right? Um, we'll talk about the ending when we get to the ending, but uh, Uncle Maeve, what did you think about this match? So Mr. Germany, Mr. Italy, and Kyle O'Reilly can have as many stars as they want. <laughs> this match was awesome. Okay. Yeah, it was. Um this is the first time seeing Imperium. Oh. And I was in awe of them. And I was like, okay, I know Walt is your leader. So if you're tag teams like this, holy shit, Walter must be amazing. Hang on. You haven't seen Walter? You've never seen Walter? No. Oh, no, dude. Like, He's got some match of the years. Oh, I know dude. of Walter, but I haven't like seen a Walter match. Oh, you've got to see well, his uh, NXT UK match. Oh, really? Yeah. He, okay. that was, that's some brutal, like, oh yeah. Oh, that was good. Uh, that was a, that was a two-parter, wasn't it? Didn't they have a, a rematch? The rematch is yeah. where Walter lost the title. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. you, I would say Maeve that he's very likely going up to the main roster soon, Walter, but then I know you don't really watch the main roster either. <laughs> so that doesn't really help. But uh, it, no, but man. I would tune in because Imperium. I was like, "Holy shit! I want them to fight like FTR, the Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers." Like, I want so you want to them to like leave and go to AEW? Like, yeah, like for, I want them to fight with some real competition. Like, because Kyle O'Reilly and what's his face just seemed like they've been put together like last month i want them to fight like a, they, they like were a proper, like a week ago yeah <laughs> so. well like a proper tag team to see what yep. they can pull off because holy shit three out of the four people in this match was awesome i can again as i say was bloody impressive man i mean they were both good but i know Kyle o'reilly was Kyle o'reilly he's always Kyle o'reilly and i have nothing against the guy he wasn't my favorite 
Undisputed Era member. But I didn't hate him. He's good. But I can admit, oh, some of the stuff he pulled off was yeah. just so cool. I know at the the rope to rope to springboard. Of oh, the Dante Martin. Oh, whatever. Holy <laughs> shit. Back in watch, I was like, dude. But it was still cool because he's a lot bigger than Dante Martin and he pulled it off quite nicely. You were just waiting for the end to see what was going to happen with O'Reilly because of the rumors of his contract coming up. Yep. So I, I like that they didn't put him in the, you know, you know, the waiting on the heel turn, you know, he wasn't the victim of this heel turn. He caught on to it. Now that setup, Yeah. The, the, the setup was of course for the cage match today on NXT mm-hmm. where he, you know, he put, o- he put over Von Wagner and then he got, you know, basically stretchered out. So he's been written out of NXT took about Please. four or five cage doors to the face. Holy shit. They've got a set up, a setting up undisputed era in AW. So it's yeah. No, so no surprise. Yeah. We, we knew that was happening. Was, so you go out on your back. Was it, was that mm-hmm. why he threw up the UE? I would say so. Probably so. Okay. I mean, nothing's confirmed and they're obviously not going to have an actual undisputed era because trademarks, but it's clearly building to something like that, whether It'll, it's undisputed era versus the elite or. I'm sure whatever. they'll go back to red dragon mm-hmm. and then they'll just be Adam Cole and red dragon, or they'll come up with some sort of name there. I don't know. Cause you've got Brian Danielson as the American dragon now, and he's on every show. So I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. But can I just say one thing early in the match, there was this attempted leapfrog move. And I think it was, was it Von Wagner leapfrogging Carla Riley to take out, I think it was Eichner, and botched. <laughs> so there you go. It, they dropped Imperium before Von Wagner had even cleared O'Reilly. So botch. Anyway, um, I put Imperium just look great in the ring because that's the message of this match. They are bloody cool. It's an actual uh, tag team up against this ragtag group. Yeah. Uh, Eichner catches a flying Von Wagner and then squats him. <laughs> Come on, man. That looked impressive. That was so impressive. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's it's a real tag team, a well-oiled machine versus this put-together team that's there just to send Kyle O'Reilly out. Um, but it's still my match of the night because like Maeve said, three out of four five-star wrestlers in this and Von Wagner, <laughs> who, I don't, who I don't seem to have hated as much as everyone else, as I said. Um, big guy, power moves, that's what he's there for. He was there to do the heel turn. He was there to be on NXT tonight and send O'Reilly away. What about you, Magnum? I just solid, like you guys said, solid tag teamwork up against Kyle O'Reilly and his little brother from the intermediate program. And it's just, <laughs> this was the one you, you knew what you were getting and you just, you know, you appreciate Imperium and then you wait for O'Reilly to get screwed over. Seriously. And look at this, like someone coming into this pay-per-view who might not watch NXT religiously, like me, but I knew Imperium, 
or like Maeve, who didn't know Imperium, no. they've just made fans yeah. of people who hadn't seen them before. If this was the first time you've seen Imperium, there's no way you're not a fan after this. Yeah, and we're definitely going to have to get Maeve some Walter links because... I want to see Walter now. Walter is fucking impressive. <laughs> Even Cornette likes Walter. Oh, Cornette. Oh. Cornette loved... Yeah, okay. Cornette loved Walter versus uh, P. Dunn. I remember him giving a chef's kiss when he described the match. He was like, Mwah. So you've got some viewing to do later, mate. You've got homework. Sweet as. All right. And then go on Twitter and check out what Walter looks like now in the gym. Bam. Yeah, that dude either is waiting for the contract to get cut or he's waiting for the main roster. And he's getting cut while he's waiting. <laughs> dude, dude's looking impressive, man. And you couldn't look much more German than that, dude. <laughs> so, anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. What are we up to? More promos? Oh. So many promos. I wrote so many promos, promos and ads between matches. Didn't even write down who they were this time. So the Japanese guy whose name we're not going to say. Oh, that's what it was. When no, he was yeah. shitting his pants and had to run to the toilet. What? See, I repressed it. I repressed it. That's why I, I didn't. What, what promos it was. That's oh, right. You should have. He, he ate. He ate the pizza, the ice cream, the drink, and something else. It's style like, strong, baby. Style strong. Is is uh is Vince just like you know what? Your next gimmick, you're gonna eat all the food and you're gonna have to take a shit, and you're gonna wear all the jackets because you're jacket time. Style strong. It's funny because it's backwards. God oh. damn it. That's good shit. <sighs> it's really not. It's terrible. That guy is probably like, I miss Japan. I, honestly, man, <laughs> I don't even know how NXT signs Japanese wrestlers anymore. If they just look at the history of how these big names have come in and been treated. I mean, Shinsuke was my favorite wrestler on his debut at NXT and most of his way through NXT. Then he got to the main roster. <laughs> nope. Ruined. Um, Asuka, awesome in NXT. <laughs> Ruined again. Io Shirai, I just hope she stays in NXT. Uh, Kairi Sane, sorry, see you later. She's gone. Why do people keep signing? And you Kenta's would think gone. Kenta, yeah, talk to Kenta. He'd probably be like, nah, son, just stay over here. When they got Kushida, and I was like, no. Was oh, like, well, well, now Kushida and, and Jacket Man are a tag team. Oh, no. Why are you ruining Kushida? Jacket time. No. Is that a real thing? Is that, did that happen on NXT tonight? No, I think that happened. Uh, was that on the pre-show? Oh or? That might have been a promo you suppressed, but I swear. Jacket time. Why? Maybe I saw that on Twitter. Kushida? I. Ah. Uh, uh, these people just need to stay where they are, go through the forbidden door to AEW, or go to AEW if you want to move to the States. Man, Triple H's NXT treat, treated them well, like they were supposed to be treated based on the the career they've had up to that point, right? But Vince doesn't give a shit. So this whole pay-per-view was watching somebody undo something that someone else made yep. and making them watch. Yep. Oh, let's talk about a match. 
Yeah, okay. Cameron Grimes defeated Duke Hudson by pinfall in a hair versus hair match at 10 minutes and 24 seconds. Can I just say, I knew Cameron Grimes wasn't going to lose because of how much more handsome he looks now. <laughs> uh, okay. I went back and forward before the match started. First, I write my pick is Hudson to win. Then I crossed it out and wrote, no, it's going to be Grimes. And then just before the bell, I crossed it out again and wrote Hudson. <laughs> because <laughs> I thought I had read stuff about them repackaging Grimes. And I was like, see, I'm a mark, not a smart mark. So I'll just put that right out there. Uneducated wrestling chat, UWC. Um, I thought they were going to go further. Like, yeah, the beard looks a lot better now. I thought he was going to get a haircut. I'm going to be honest. Um, but no, I was wrong. I mean, it, and, it, he went from like middle of his back to his shoulders. So that's that's a haircut in my book because that's the link. Yeah, yeah. I basically have the Cameron Grimes look before the haircut. I hated Grimes so much as a character when this character started. Before the... The DiBiase uh, stuff? Yeah. He was so annoying. So he played his part well, obviously. But I just couldn't stand the character. Every time it said Grimes is up next, I'm like, nope, skip. But I've come to like Grimes quite a lot. So um, I'm, I'm glad he got the W. I, but I didn't write many notes about this match. I, I was concerned that Duke Hudson was going to lose yet shave Cameron Grimes' hair. That's, That's where, where I, it looked uh, like it was going. Yeah. Um, Uncle May, have you got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I I don't want to say that I fell asleep during this match, but I fell asleep during this match. Um, <laughs> but I had a fellow Aussie. Solely because, solely because prior to this match, they played a promo and dude is playing poker in his little wrestling it. tights. Mm. And I'm like, that's not real life. Get this shit off my TV. And then I tuned off. That whole poker thing made me just... So Nobody does that in real life. This is not the 80s. Well, We're not no. cartoon versions of people. No one plays poker in the middle of a wrestling ring normally anyway, so you're right. But it was just a stupid fake promo bullshit stuff. All, I hate. Yeah. Up until this point, all the promos and all the hi, my name is shit, I was just like, I'm out. I like, yeah, it's like two 80s for me. Like we go back to the to the Asian guy eating all the ice cream and going yeah. to the toilet because he wouldn't really shit in his pants. It's like, is that supposed to be funny? Well, not funny. But... I had the same feeling at some point, and I don't know what point it was during this pay per view, that yeah, they really seem to be leaning back into character wrestlers, which they got away from, and it was so much better. Uh, I mean, really gimmicky character wrestlers. So I'm not, yeah, I'm on the same page as you, man. Yeah, g gimmicky. That's the word I'm looking for. Gimmicky or cartoony, yeah. Yeah. Um, but do I do you, like Cameron Grimes, sorry. Do you guys want to know what happened tonight? Yes. Uh, remember when Kurt Angle got his head shaved? Yep. Duke Hudson came out with a blonde wig on with the, yeah. uh, the, oh ear, the ear guards, the wrestling ear stuff. Talking about how he didn't get his head shaved. And I was like, please let this show end soon. 
Uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, you still had to wait for Kyle O'Reilly because no, he was he opened. Oh, Kyle O'Reilly opened, yeah. Yeah, and sorry, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano closed the show. But yeah, that's that's all I can say about that match. <laughs> I need to skip back <laughs> because this I need. Why I turned off? I, I feel like. Hang on, I need to go back back to the Kyle O'Reilly match. Um, I liked that after he got taken out briefly by Von Wagner with the heel turn, but then ended up being the last one standing. I was like, okay, this is a good way to go out because you lost the match, that's fine. You sort of got your sort of upper hand with the heel turn. And you're left standing in the ring to have the thank you, Kyle chant. You do the Triple H crotch chops. Fine. And it was sort of a nice thing. So I actually kind of like that. I don't know. What were your thoughts? Because we didn't know at that point that he was going to turn up on NXT this week. He threw up the UE. And he threw up the UE. It was a nice shout out to Triple H. I thought so. I liked it. If that had been his last appearance, I would have been happy because it was still fine. It was nice, like you said, that he he put the new guy over to try and strengthen the future of NXT 2.0. Um, but I kind of like that. So anyway, sorry, I had to skip back because I, I failed to mention that before and it needs to be mentioned, I feel. Was there any more promos or was it straight to a match? Because... I, I stopped writing that okay. promise, but I'm sure Good. there were. Um, all right. Now I'm going to, I'm going to announce this match. and I'm going to tell you what happened with me real quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Roderick strong defeated Joe Gacy to retain the NXT cruiserweight championship at eight minutes, and 27 seconds. Roderick strong was at the diamond mine. Joe Gacy had Harland who you might know from Twitter as Parker Bordeaux, the guy that looks like Brock Lesnar. So they made him shave mm-hmm. his head. Um, so here in Oklahoma are, um, the college football coach of the team. Uh, he left town like a thief in the night and that never happens here. So it's been a week and the rumors of a new head coach have been coming all week during this match. There was confirmation of who the head coach was and how soon he was coming to town. So I was totally distracted by Twitter and the people tracking the flight and this new head coach coming to town. I will say that I never really paid attention to the diamond mine. I always change the channel when they come on, but I like how their gimmick is basically like a, uh, an MMA team. Yeah. They got the banner. They got the, the way that Roderick strong came into the ring, you know, hugging everybody and then getting into the ring. I like that. Uh, this Joe Gacy PC gimmick Makes me roll my eyes, but that's all I remember from it was the beginning and the end because football. Uh, Maeve, what did you think of the Cruiserweight Championship match? Um, more importantly, who's your new Oklahoma coach? Uh, Brent Venables. <laughs> <laughs> more importantly than the thing we're here to review. Uh, and are, we, are we happy or are we sad? We are happy because he was an assistant coach for 10 years here. And then he went to Clemson, and now yeah. he's coming back home. I got he gets a hundred stars. Hundred stars. So this shows what we thought of this match. We're not even talking. Yeah, about uh, we're talking so, Oklahoma so, football. 
I enjoyed the MMA aspect of it. Mm. I was like, okay, this is somewhat a real world gimmick, right? But then you got him going against CJ Perkins over here, and I'm like, golly gosh, like it's just night and day in relation to characters. So all I wanted to see was Roderick Strong beat the living shit out of um, CJ Perkins look alike and then send him home because he was just like he just annoyed the shit out of me did you hear yeah. the part where he was they were saying that he was going to rescind the 205 weight restriction if he won the yes. title make it the um what was it inclusivity title yeah which like, i thought which for why. a minute i thought for a minute yeah. maybe he was going to win just yep, so they so could get I. rid of the cruiserweight title yep same and i had him as my pick just because of that and that was a stupid pick um yeah. Poor Roderick. I'm the same as you guys. Like, my first note was, legit entrance, man. And Roddy's looking damn good, man. Like, dude. Yeah, he looks legit. Um, I love that whole combat sport entrance they have as well. So we're all on the same page as that, uh, with that. Roddy won. That was my only other note. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even point anything about Parker Bordeaux. And, like, mm. I was following that dude on Twitter for ages. Um, but... Nah, that's my only note. Roddy wins. This, in my opinion, was the weakest match. And I didn't even really care for the Grimes match too much. I agree. But Roddy, it should have, if they were going to have Roddy win, it should have just been 100% Roddy on offense the whole time. If you're going to have Parker out there, that was my thing. Is Gacy going to win because of interference? And you're going to do it that way. But no, he was out there for no reason other than to look intimidating and give him TV time finally. Uh, it should have been already 100% offense. Just smash the crap out of him. And then Magnum. walk off after two minutes. Mm. Magnum, yes. you watch NXT. Joey Gacy, he rem like he reminded me straight away of CJ Parker's old gimmick before he went to New Japan. You know, the whole peace, love, and happiness. Yes. Juice. Juice. What's his what is Gacy's character at the moment? Like, is he just Mr. Positivity or Mr. Inclusivity? Or? Mr. Inclusive. He's very much um making NXT a safe space, um, political politically correct, you know, talking about inclusivity on about the the weight limits on two oh five. And I honestly thought he was gonna he was gonna take it because they seem to be all in. And I don't understand the dynamic with Harland and I'm air quoting because I'm still not used to Parker Bordeaux having a different name, even though he hasn't been on TV. Like I followed him on Twitter enough that um, I'm not, it, he just like stands there and stares. Yeah. So I don't know where they're going. Cause it got a little dark. He reminded me of Lars. Yeah. I'm just he saying. He was supposed to remind you of Brock Lesnar. So they've screwed that up. No, he reminded me of Lars. Sorry. Before he shaved his head and before they had him in that oh. jumpsuit, he looked like 22-year-old Brock Lesnar. He was the next, next oh. big thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. He was like the hot signing for a little while, and then he was on Twitter. That's where he existed for a long time. And now he's this, the yeah. sidekick. The He's the... Um, Diesel Deacon, to the, the Deacon, Brackens. no, the Deacon Batista thing. Yes, to, um, to Devon. Oh. 
And also, why have they dressed Gacy like a bloody priest? That's all I could think the whole time. It's like, no, change his clothes. He just like he's the reverend or something. He almost so reminded like, me of Nails. Oh, yeah. But in a black jumpsuit. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Yeah. No. Okay, moving on. Moving on. All right. To the main event of the evening. Because these pay-per-views only have a good five matches. Usually a good five matches. I remember and sending... 100 promo. <laughs> I remember sending you a message saying, looks like this match is only going to be about 30 minutes, and then it went 45 with entrances. Yeah, um, because when you told me that and I got to watch it, I when they started War Games, I you know checked the timer and I was like, oh, there's, there's still a decent amount of time left because these matches are always long. Because they don't start for the first 40 of the 45 minutes. You've so, got to wait till all the contestants are in. Team Black and Gold, which is Johnny Gargano, LA Knight, Pete Dunne, and Tommaso Ciampa versus Team 2.0. They've got this backwards on Wikipedia. Um, Team 2.0, Braun Breaker, Carmel Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo when Braun Breaker pinned Tommaso Ciampa because it's WWE, you get the, he just pinned the champion at 38 minutes and 11 seconds. Mave, give, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I have a question. Who didn't pick the result to be Bron Breaker pins? If not Tommaso Ciampa, Bron Breaker gets the pin for the win. I knew that Bron Breaker was going to get the pin, but I thought it was going to be on Gargano. Uh, no, I, th- I thought it was going to be Ciampa. Or, or maybe LA Knight, because again, one of these things just doesn't belong here. But I think everyone knew it was going to be Braun, right? Yes. This Sorry, is Rex. The slow, the slow coronation of Braun Breaker continues. Yep. He's clearly the face of 2.0. I like Braun Breaker. I'm just going to say that. I do too. They're leaning, they're leaning heavily into the Steiner when they don't want to call him Steiner. And, it, and I'm not the only one. Just pisses me off, man. But I don't know. I like him. That, yeah, he's, he's, what's not to like about him? I mean, he's got the look. He can cut a promo, but he sounds like Scott Steiner every time. Yep. And I'm sure my wife is sick of me talking about the Steiner brothers to her every time he starts talking because I think she's that heard was the Steiner reference. I was like, yep. oh, he called him that. And then she's had to hear the Steiner math promo a couple of times because. Anytime Braun Breaker talks, I start thinking about that. Because they did a Steiner math reference a couple of they weeks did. ago. Are we marking out about the references more than Braun Breaker, though? Possibly. Possibly. But his, he, he is good in the ring. I like he, him. Well, sometimes he's good in the ring because in his title match, he had a pretty big botch. Yeah. But. As you said, intermediate class, dude. Yeah. Um, he he does a nice Frankensteiner, as he should. Yeah. <laughs> but he does do a nice Frankensteiner. And I mark out every time he does it. Even though everyone does Frankensteiners, I still mark out when he does it. Maeve, thoughts on this War Games match? So, pre like, you know the earlier promo where it was, like, Team Gold and Black or whatever – and the four of them were sitting there and they're like, we've got to do it for us and we've got to do it for Tommaso Ciampa. 
was it common knowledge? I know, like on the dirt sheets and the news, everybody knew that was he was leaving. But Speculated, wasn't confirmed. Yeah, was it played into that, like, in storyline that he was leaving? Like, why would why did they need to do it for Tomasa? They know that we know. Oh, so, so they smart. Well, I mean, before the pay per view, Tomaso uh, Instagrammed out that um, thank you note to Johnny Gargano uh, with the pictures of them from DIY all the way through their NXT career. Yeah, yeah but that that's not on the program. Yeah, no, 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 that's not. But I mean, they knew we knew. It's like, like uh, okay, so say. that's 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 what they played in. Okay. Because I, I thought the Snyder kid was going to uh, pin Gargano. Right, so same as me. I thought that's how it was going to... Yeah, mm. I thought that's how it was going to end as well. Nope, because the Gargano had to come back tonight on NXT. So. No, I thought this was going to be his send-off, and then he goes, everybody goes home happy. Well, we all did, because the the rumours were, or the reports were, that he had signed the one-week extension to cover Wargame, like how Adam Cole did. And Adam Kyle Cole, baby! So, yeah, I don't know. Um, we assumed this was his last outing. But then that's why I commented when when all was said and done, the dust settled after the match, it had 2.0 standing strong in the ring, and the uh, copyright comes up. I was like, oh, they're not even going to give Johnny a um, a moment. Yeah, no payoff. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, he's obviously going to be on NXT to have a proper sort of farewell he um, he did have sorry. a moment but it was off mm. it was after it went off because he, he did yeah i saw that on on social media but, i hate when they do that play it on the main show people pay money for this no because he on came back show. on nxt tonight to do a farewell speech of sorts and oh that, did he yeah of sorts uh but i did there? like she was backstage uh, but she did yeah, not go okay. on the, she didn't go on into the ring with him. Uh, She's quite heavily pregnant after all. So I did like that Johnny Wrestling was the last uh, person to come down to the ring. With his old music. With his old music. With patchwork suit of stuff from his past takeover suits. Even though this isn't takeover. That was quite cool. So it was really cool. Uh, and I loved that the crowd was into it. It was Johnny Wrestling chants just erupted as soon as it came out, as it should be. So that was really cool as well. Um, but sorry, I've cut you off, Maeve. What was the... Oh, no, was... that was it. I, I enjoyed the Steiner boy. <laughs> the Steiner uh, boy. Tomas- yeah, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano can have as many stars as they want as well. Every time. And... Um, LA Knight, yeah, he shouldn't have been on that team, but but he was good in the match. Yeah, he good. He was good in the match, but like he's not NXT OG, you know. As you were saying previously, it was just it was it stuck out like a sore thumb. Who would you have put in his place then? Uh, probably somebody that may have like been fired like a couple of rounds ago, or so you're saying it would have been Adam Cole, baby. I would have put Samoa Joe in there. Ooh. No, he can't do a war games, not with all his concussions. Oh, I would have put Samoa Joe in there. Or Finn Balor. What about you? 
Finn Bella? Oh, Finn Bella. Yeah, that would have been cool. Because he had that NXT stint. Well, he had that NXT stint, so if he could come back to, you know, defend the black and gold honor. True. But. Or you could have signed Bo Dallas back. (laughs) Yep. Former NXT champ, don't forget. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It, It should have been someone else. I mean, again, good performance from LA Knight in this match. He had some good spots. But it's, yeah, it's just the, um. The look of it. Just, there could have been someone else in that spot. He he did his job well. I'm not saying he didn't. It just wasn't, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean. Right. It was, uh, I like this match. The mo- this I enjoyed this match better than the women's war games match. Mm-hmm. This was, it was more violent. It had more flow to it. The only thing that I don't like as far as the team 2.0, like Tony D'Angelo, I just don't like that whole, well, forget about it. We're going to talk about it. I know some guys who are going to do me a favor here. You give me the, you know, he had the fucking crowbar bit and he took, he took Pete Dunn's mouthpiece out before he did his little break neck breaker off the ropes the crowbar with the crowbar which was on his throat and not his teeth is the crowbar a go-to weapon for the mob i think i missed that somewhere um you know i'm not sure i mean i don't know if you're gonna kneecap somebody baseball batman yeah or just a just a lead pipe or something i don't go on lead pipe I don't know. It's like, it's, I know a few guys who can do something. And I just, I hate it. I don't I like it. him. He's very eighties. It's very gimmicky. Like uh, Maeve was saying, that is a very good example. It's anytime he cuts a promo, I cringe. But the, the, the only thing I didn't like about this match was there were too many of those. We're both going to stand on either side of the cage and stare each other down moments. One of them oh, I liked. Yep. Cause I wrote it in the notes and I was like, one, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. No, one of them I like. Yeah, yeah. one of many. <laughs> yeah, one of many, but yeah. Um, okay, here's a question. Uh, because we should have said Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams because that guy tried to get involved as much as he could. What did you think about Dexter Loomis hiding under the ring? And follow-up question, would he have been a better uh, part of Black and Gold than LA Knight? Because he feels more, not OG, but he feels more black more and gold. More tenured. Yeah, he's a more yeah, tenured yeah. Uh, black and gold. I yeah. liked that spot. I wasn't expecting that. And really, I was like, I wonder if this motherfucker was crazy enough to stay under there the entire pay-per-view, or did they do yeah. the whole, we got to check the ring gimmick that they do off camera. I feel like this is one of the reasons they had all those promos was because they had a lot of things they had to do to the ring, like put the barber chair in for the Grimes match. Yeah. And all of a sudden those promos were obviously fillers, but so you think they wheeled him in before the match in like one of those little cases. Can't we just have a trap door under the ring? Why can't we ever have a trap door under the ring? Okay. Funny story real quick. Hmm. I saw Prince in concert like Mm -hmm. 15 years ago. Um, The stage was round. So he could go to different parts of the arena. When the concert ended, best concert I've ever been to, by the way, he goes down the steps of the stage and then they wheel out this giant case. And my mom looks at me and goes, 
did they just fucking wheel Prince out in a box? And I was like, I think so. Because that's a like that's an actual box, like like a stage case. It was probably like eight feet tall. Yeah. But that's what they do when they're like, when they're like checking the ring. They'll roll down like a stage case and pretend to take stuff out to like secure the cage or do whatever, so someone can go under the ring. And just reminded me of Prince getting wheeled out. That would have been easy because they could have just come down and say they're putting more weapons under there because the girls use them all in their fight. So many weapons in this match. Oh, there was a more games. There was a couple of times where that tra- there was people were getting dropped on trash cans, and I was like, mm-hmm. "You're going to get cut. Yeah, you're going to start bleeding." I mean, I know it's war games and it's supposed to be violence, but oh my god, we haven't even discussed a, a bot. It wasn't a botch, but it was a, a flubbed moment when the cage door got chained shut. Oh, the biggest botch of the night. <laughs> this was like this was like that time they handcuffed Paul Heyman. Oh my uh, God! You, you remember on whatever pay per view or whatever that was, and nobody could unlock him. <laughs> this was what that was. This was so embarrassing for Braun Breaker. This was Hogan trying to start Undertaker's motorcycle. Oh, terrible, terrible! I feel so sorry for the guy. <laughs> and the bolt cutters were big enough. Mm-hmm. That he wasn't strong enough. Those big muscles are for show. Well, first of all, more power. first of all, Braun, break the lock, not the chain. Yeah, yeah. But he just he did right out there and did the Scotty stuff. Give me that. Let me do it. I'll do it. Let me do it. I can't do it. He's, he was trying to squeeze it against his other arm. And it's just like, can, can, grab can with the both. Can the third of my size come back and give it another go? Grab with uh, both hands. Break hmm. the lock. I was like, oh, they oh, got it. They're having to cut away. And I was just like, please, please throw the thing, either break it or climb the cage, man. Get a gimmicked <laughs> chain, for goodness sake. How hard is it? <laughs> My gosh. Why? Did, uh. Anyway, if it was a gimmick chain, that's even worse, by the way. But yeah, there's, nah. I, there's so oh, many sorry, times dude. in that situation where it's like, if I, if I was in this match, I hate it when people are like looking under the ring and they can't find the thing they're supposed to grab. Mm-hmm. If I was in a match, I would be the one physically putting whatever under the ring. It was like Johnny, I don't know, sorry, it was like Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega in New Japan where he uh, leant out under the bottom rope and was looking under the ring for whatever it was uh, and he couldn't find it for so long. Unless I'm making that up, I'm pretty sure that happened at that New Japan match. But it's just embarrassing, man. So that was... That was the one bad thing for young, young Bronson Steiner. But he's got all the names. <laughs> the Steiner kid. I think we go with the Steiner boy. The Steiner boy. Until we can one day get him I, on the I, show and he breaks us. I just wish they called him a Steiner. That's, that's he was up until 2.0. He was Rex yeah. Steiner. What? Which well, is a shoot name almost, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So. On normal NXT, before mm-hmm. the changes, he was a Steiner. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then when NXT changed, so did his name. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's not the only one, I don't think, either. Are the people Wasn't smoking Wasn't there like Von Wagner as well? It's WWE. Does smoking crack surprise you at this point? It no, was with... Like you've, you, you've gone from, like... I uh, suppose they they did it to Kurt Enning's son, too, didn't they? 
Yeah. He had a few names. Yeah, but like they kept on flip-flopping his name around where they just wouldn't call him Henning. No, and Curtis Axel was the best one, apparently. Joe Henning worked better for me. Mm Mm-hmm. But But that's the point that Maeve was trying uh, to make. I think that his Rex Steiner is too close to his shoot name, which his real last name is Rex Steiner. So what, trademarky, they don't want that? Yeah, because he could show up on AEW and be like, I'm Rex Steiner, or Braun. Uh, Re- I'm Bronson. Braun Steiner. Yeah, Bronson you know Rex what? Steiner, yeah. That when when he does leave and goes to another iteration, AEW, um, he's got he's got like an just an automatic, like go to promo. Like my this is my real name. You've known who I was for the last four years. We're not pretending that, anymore. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. pretending anymore. This is me, and everybody's just gonna be like, yeah. Is this? becoming a thing that wwe you know you can't say anymore that they're not paying attention just let's get over that they're paying attention to AEW. they know that's where a lot of their their big names that they seem to still want to release end up going do you think this is the thing they're trying to take into account now too like hang on we can't do that because in the off chance we fire him in two weeks along with 10 other people he's going to go in and cut this promo I don't know, man. They probably just don't care enough, to be fair. They but, don't. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They don't. They clearly don't. Look who they're releasing, man. Oh, my gosh. That's a whole nother show. Anyway. Um. Yep, so that was... Is that the biggest botch of the night? Oh, but going back to your uh, question, Mayhem, uh, Dexter Loomis, yeah, awesome, yeah. All right. Okay, so are we giving the State Farm botch of the night to... <laughs> To State Farm! Brom Breaker. I feel so bad. Like, this was his setup, right? This was his, I'm the face of 2.0. I'm getting the win over the champion to further that because I'm going to become NXT 2.0 champion soon. I am the future. But I'm going to botch my way into that cage. This is not as bad as this is my first championship match I am trending on Twitter because everyone is expecting me to win. And then he botched that jump off the second rope. That was worse. Uh, but for this event, for this pay-per-view. Yeah, this was the botch of the night. Yeah. yeah. But, right. I mean, it was a good violent match as war games should be. Not the best male war games match I've had, though. No, but considering what this was and considering what mm-hmm. how this night went... It was a good match. Hey, Magnum. Yes, sir. Did you enjoy this match or Imperium better? I was going to ask the same. Uh, I honestly liked, I like War Games better just because of um, Gargano, you know, wondering Uh, if, you know, knowing that it was his last, when they did all the DIY, you know, tag team stuff and. Yeah. Cheap pop, but mark out. Yes. And it was a good payoff. Yes. Like in, in their own story, per se. But um, Johnny, Gar- I thought Johnny Gargano was going to get pinned, but I remember when, <laughs> when Tommaso Ciampa was going through the table and then mm-hmm. the Steiner boy picked him up out loud, I went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. It's gonna happen, and then he, you know, gave the power slam, and I was, and I was like, "Did Michael Cole write this?" 
because I feel like every episode of Raw or SmackDown is insert blank name, just pinned the insert champion. Happens every time. So Johnny Gargano. So Johnny Gargano, you know, he got his off camera moment and then tonight he got to go out and do his promo you know, saying he wasn't sure where he was going to go, but sometimes change is good. And his biggest change is he's about to be a dad. And then Grayson Waller jumped him. Yeah. So he started a feud. And then he got, he took him out. Grayson Waller is going to be starting a feud with uh, LA Knight Uh, in the most WWE way ever, because Grayson Waller was talking to a girl, but she didn't want to go on a date with him. Because she had a date with L.A. Knight, which wow. is which is second how, how to young, how young was this girl? Um, probably in her twenties. And she's taking the old dude. Yeah, the old dude with the souped-up car over the social media dude. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so he got Grayson Waller gets to say that he took out Johnny Gargano, and uh, you know, there's yeah. feuds set up. L.A. Knight has Grayson Waller. Uh, Tony D'Angelo has Pete Dunn. Tommaso Ciampa obviously has Braun Breaker. Carmelo Hayes is kind of left out. Well, he's the NXT North American champion, so it'll just be whoever's challenging next, right? Yeah, and that might have happened, but I, you know, sometimes I don't pay attention. I think my kid might have been trying to stay awake longer. And that's right. We're not reviewing NXT. <sighs> We're reviewing the pay per view, so that's all right. But so we'll say Carmelo Hayes and. Johnny Gargano, bloody great. Those two opened four games, and it was a great three minutes. Uh, five minutes, sorry. The first one's five minutes. Um, so good. And the slingshot that Gargano did, the slingshot spear from one ring to the other. Yes. Europe, loved it. That was bomb. Loved it. The spinning power bomb from the turnbuckle to Hayes was also nice. Uh that was great. They busted open Johnny Wrestling with the, the heel kick from Waller. Very nice. There were some great spots in it. Um, one thing I hated as well, they locked the cage well before Braun Breaker came down. LA Knight was the first one to come in after they locked the cage. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. He stood there going, how am I going to get in the cage? It's, like, it's a cage. The point of, you climb a cage. He stood there for so long looking like, oh my gosh, I didn't think this could happen. And I started writing my notes going, why don't you just climb the, and he started climbing the cage as I was writing. So then I went, oh, finally. So that was just, uh, I don't know. It was weird. Um, Yeah, I know. I was just looking forward to Bron coming in by the end of it. And... It was a good match. It was fine. It was fine. A lot of good <laughs> DIY chants. It was Imperium was my favorite match, straight up. Yeah. Um, but this was number two, definitely. It wasn't an overall good pay per view, so it was. I don't want to say slim pickings, but. Okay. I don't know if, Having yeah. seen this, and especially mm-hmm. Maeve here, um, is your does this pique your interest in NXT, or are you like I never want to watch NXT again? Good question. It piques my interest in relation to a couple of characters. But overall, 
No, not really. I feel like, like I feel like NXT you could keep up with on like Twitter and YouTube. Yeah, like yeah. I could see what Imperium does. I could see what the Steiner Boy does, and I'd be happy. And save yourself an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Without having to sit through it all week. Steiner Boy is positioned that whatever he does on the show is going to be what's on YouTube. So yeah. that's easy. Yeah. Imperium, you'll have to find to watch, right? Because they're not going to be the clips on YouTube probably. So, which I'm not saying is the right thing because they're awesome. But well, That's how I watch Raw on YouTube via the WWE channel. You still watch more Raw than a lot of people then. Yeah. <laughs> way more than Just me. Just highlight. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to point out one good spot I liked was when Gargano um, lawn darts Hayes into the trash can. That was nice. Um, Waller to the top of the cage, did the elbow through the table. He took the, the big bump. Um, did you like that one better than the woman's bump? Uncle Maeve? Yes. Okay. And one thing I love, it is a Kurt Angle thing but I marked out every time Kurt Angle did it and I'm going to mark out every time Bron does it. The straps are coming off. The straps. Yep. <laughs> it has to when you're wearing the, the classic wrestling outfit uh, like his daddy did. Um, straps are off. I wrote it in my notes with exclamation marks and then the finisher to Chomper. To Chomper, sorry. Um, yeah, that was how it ends. Bron pins Chomper. 2.0 wins the war games. We all knew it had to be. They're building this whole new look for NXT, for better or worse, worse. But how could 2.0 not win? If Black and Gold had won this, it defeats the narrative, right? The future is now. It was when Black and Gold came. but No, now, like 2.0, no. we're now. No, wasn't the future is now the old NXT slogan? Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. So the future is now, now, again, with us. Are we sold on going from the the dark black and gold arena to the extremely lit, and I don't mean lit like cool, I mean lit like lights, um, NXT 2.0 arena? Oh, question. Hang on. You know the question. arena that they, yeah, well, it's to do with that. Okay. The arena that they did war games in, is that where they normally do NXT? Yeah, full sale. No, that's the Capitol Wrestling. That's the the Performance Center. Yeah, right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the same place as the old show. They just lit it up. Oh, so this is where they do the weekly shows at, yeah? Yes. Oh, that looks cool. I actually like the... I like the stadium setup. Do you like that it's overlit now? Because NXT, I liked... What I liked about NXT, especially originally before it became really big, was that it looked like an indie show. But, and then as it grew, it was fine. Apart from the COVID era, which I really hated with the big perspex and the banging on it and terrible. But I liked the black and gold arena. I'm not just trying to be that hipster dude who can't let go of the past. I legitimately think it looked better. Get some color in your life. It just looked too much color, man. a little too much. I turned it up a little too much, yep. which is probably the point, but I don't like it. I like the layout, though. The layout's nice. It looks cool. Like, you could go sit anywhere in there 
and get a decent view of the recent. Do you know what it looks like to me now that I think about it? It looks like it looks like the impact zone got a big screen TV. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, at points I was like, okay, maybe I'm coming around on it because it's so lit up that sometimes it feels like it's uh, got no roof or it's an outdoor stadium almost because of all the light. But I don't know, I kept going back and forth on it. I, I still think the black and gold arena is my preference, but we're never getting that again. It's done. Um, they, yeah, I think like you said, they've turned it up too much. It's There's some sort of happy medium we could have got, I feel. But anyway, it is what it is. It's just something I wanted to ask. Um, then they announced New Year's Evil somewhere in there. Um is the next pay-per-view for NXT on January 4th, only three days after WWE's day one pay-per-view, which is the next one on the calendar. Do you think spinning out of this, these are low-hanging fruit softball questions, the next, um, are we getting Braun versus Champa 2? I assume that's the main event for New Year's Evil. Thoughts? Braun wins. The Steiner boy becomes champ. Steiner boy oh, becomes Steiner man. It's, <laughs> yeah. It looks yeah. like that's he where... He finally comes up, becomes yeah. Steiner man. It looks like that's where it's going. Um, they did... They did... Um, he had an interaction with Diamond Mine today. Okay. So he's probably going to plow through um, Roderick or somebody else who's on Diamond Mine. I can't name another person on Diamond Mine, by the way. No, but that can't be a title match because he's definitely over 205 because that's still a thing because Roddy won. Um, but is it just to prove to prove that, yeah, he's the next, he's a real number one? He needs to go through more people before he takes the belt because he's only been feuding with Champa. So we need, yeah, take out the diamond mind. Uh, you can't give him Carmelo because uh, that. Uh, both 2.0 I guess um, you've got three shows yeah that's the thing there's not a lot of time but uh, I three like shows to see and then big... he becomes I think Maybe. that Roderick is the person to give him a good match to make him look like the next Legit. big thing mm-hmm. yeah I'll agree with that if, if you've got such a short time period to do that just do that. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Final thoughts, NXT War Games, Uncle Maeve. I'd love to know the comparison in relation to minutes wrestled versus the overall pay-per-view <laughs> because it seemed like we got a hell of a lot of fucking promos. But in saying that, enjoyed some of it, gave some stars out, happy. Overall, I mean... Decent watch, but yeah. We can't let you give stars out because it's too gimmick infringing. I gave stars out to Imperium, Kyle O'Reilly, the no, Oklahoma was, coach. You the, let them choose how many stars they got. So exactly. that's, that's a good yeah, system because that way yeah, there's is. not a scale. They can take, they can take how many stars they want because I was okay. impressed with them. Okay, good. It's a and slight tweak. I like, like what WWE would do. Like to say that he stole that gimmick from me. Just, I just want to point that out. <laughs> Uncle Maeve's been around the block. All right. Exactly. 
Mayhem, final thoughts. They were right to take the name Takeover off this <laughs> because this was not a takeover. <laughs> Going back to Maeve's comment of um, minutes wrestled versus promo minutes, Takeover wouldn't have done that, I feel. <laughs> not, not this heavily. I'm not saying they never had promos, but not like this. They, just like they changed the black and gold arena to the super colorful arena, they made this not a takeover. The quality of matches was not takeover. Remember when they used to be the most bankable pay-per-view we could get, especially from WWE? Oh, that, do you want didn't happen. You want to yeah. know something about that? Mm. During one of these matches, I think it was a women's match when it opened, the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. And I literally said to my TV, shut the fuck up. Because I was like, this is not awesome. And I was like, you're just trying to get yourself over. Just shush, crowd, shush. Hey, if they were chanting for Dakota Kai, then it was awesome. Because Dakota Kai is awesome. She's being underutilized. Hometown girl shout out once again. Um, Other thoughts I had was, yeah, Fabian Eichner, MVP for me. Imperium match, favorite match. I will miss terribly Johnny Gargano. I will miss, to a lesser extent, but still a lot, Kyle O'Reilly uh, until he inevitably does turn up in AEW. And I will miss the one we haven't talked about, Beth Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Last year. I, I love Beth Phoenix. And I didn't hate her commentary. And I don't know. Do you think they're going to go to a two-man table? Or do you think they're going to get a replacement in? I don't know if it's been they what did. Was it tonight on NXT. It was two-man table. And I'm hearing that if you're reading on the internet, it's looking like Beth might be called up to do the whole Miz edge feud with Maurice. Oh, she oh, have that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. It, uh, she'll be missed. So we essentially got three goodbyes on this um, pay-per-view. Also, Scotty Too Hotty. And Scotty Too Hotty. I forgot about that one. Leaving the Mm. Performance Center. Yep, so four. But he wasn't on screen, so, but still four. Um, Yeah. Because he was too cool. I would say they had two and a half good matches, two and three quarter good matches. You guys won't agree. I liked the women's war games more than you two. So I'm going to give that a three quarters, but the men's uh, war games, the Imperium fight. Um, yeah. I'm not doing stars. <laughs> so Magnum final thoughts. Well, it was the end was what I thought it would be. Um, a lot of this was really hard for me to pay attention to. The promos were garbage. The women's match was spotty. Um, I really was saying to my wife, like, this is the last time I'm going to watch NXT on pay-per-view. But. <sighs> Until the 4th of January. Because <laughs> we have a podcast now, son. Yeah, I did. So I was. I, this is the most WWE programming I've watched in like three months, and it was like only for the show, for the UWC. Okay. Should we make a deal right here on episode one of the UWC? 
the deal I'm proposing is we'll watch New Year's Evil. If it's shit, we call it on NXT pay-per-views. Yes. Okay. Agreed. You've got one more chance, NXT Intermediate. (laughs) I'm just going to put this into the universe. If the Steiner boy doesn't win, we're not doing another NXT. We're fucking done. If Steiner boy loses, Steiner boy's done. No, no. If Steiner boy loses, we're not doing another NXT because I'm like, sorry, Matt, he should be champ. Him and Imperium are the only reason Maeve watches. So if you (laughs) screw those two, you're out. Um, You're fucked. You go on. Okay, I say we we do the review. If it ends up being like this, which is about a, at best, 40% show, 40% good show, um, we call it. And even though I can safely say the WWE pay-per-views are probably going to be mostly shit, yeah, well, for some reason, still we're still going to watch them. Down. We're going <laughs> to do four-hour pay-per-views that should only be an hour and a half to two hours. We're going to do a two-night WrestleMania. God damn it, the two-night WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> and, yep. So, we're giving NXT pay-per-views one more chance. We are going to do AEW. Now, listen, I'm going to make something clear. We do like AEW better than WWE. I'm going to say that. I'm going to speak for everyone. That doesn't mean we're here to automatically shit on WWE. If WWE does something good and they have their moments, we're not going to bury it. But shit is shit and we're going to call shit. Oh shit safe? on AEW. Yeah, and we're, not, we're saying the same. If they do something shit, because I'm the person that wanted to do impact. We'll do the odd impact. We we'll will do the big one. We'll do the big impacts, like the big four, if they have big Down four. for glory. Down for Glory, Slammiversary, whatever. Impact's just an easier show to follow, to be honest. (laughs) Because you can watch a pay-per-view without having watched the weekly and still be caught up. But Impact has... I've got the Iconics, and Clayton loves the Iconics. You can't say Iconics. Inspiration, whatever it's called, I don't care. Um, They've got the Iconics. Impact's got some shit, though, because they do Wrestle House. Yeah. Impact's got Jonah, son. Uh, Bronson Reed, for those who allow me to say names we're not allowed to say anymore. Is he Australian? He is. That's close enough to be close enough for you. For this, yeah. Maeve is part Australian, so we we count Bronson slash Jonah as a hometown hero. Not that stupid. What's his face? Who lost the hair versus hair match, though? Man. I will take the Iconics slash inspiration. Hmm. We are on Twitter at UWCPod. You can find us anywhere you find your fine quality podcast. Our next pay-per-view review will be WWE Day 1 for Maeve Deltzer and Mikey Mayhem. I am Magnum JA. This has been the UWC. Thank you and good night.